Hello, and welcome to the Serving Love Podcast. My name is Meredith, and I will be your humble host. Serving Love is an exploration around some of the paths to show up and live as love and to be of service to something greater than ourselves. We will dive deep into topics such as sacred sex, God, goddess, spirituality, and an array of modalities in the world of personal growth. I feel so honored to have the privilege to share with you here. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the Serving Love podcast. Today on the show, we have Janira Martinez. Hello, Janira. Hi, it's me, Janira Martinez. <laughs> yeah, I'm so happy to have you today. It's like been far too long since we've connected. So I'm just like so happy to see your face. Maybe we'll do something with a video, who knows, so everybody else can see your gorgeous face. But mm-hmm. for me, it's a delight, and I'm just so happy you said yes. Same. It's so good to be here. Yay. Yeah. So Janir and I met maybe, I'm like trying to think how many years ago it was. God, we were babies. <laughs> we were babies. Yes. <laughs> we like, we like met and, and we were, you know, we didn't connect for a long time, but we met probably like eight or nine years ago mm-hmm. through one taste orgasmic meditation and we're in the same spaces, but didn't really you know, get to know each other until years later, not until we connected through our friends, Amy and Ellie, who run the Desire on Fire community. And um, we're teaching at some of their retreats and just got to know you better there. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just been really sweet. And so mm-hmm. we were connecting today. And, and yeah, I, I'm like, Oh, I'm like, let me get vulnerable right off the bat. I was like, <laughs> Ooh, get vulnerable. Tell me. <laughs> I feel like we've done this dance this whole time of knowing each other, of like having the desire to be friends and connect more deeply. And then, you know, you've had your stuff around it, and I've had my stuff being like, I was thinking about this today. I was like, oh, yeah, what is it? And I was like, oh, yeah, there's a part of me that maybe doesn't feel smart enough or like I'm skillful enough or, you know, so mm. it's kind of been this in and out of like, I love you so fucking much when I see mm. you. And there's still a part of me that's like, wow, maybe I don't feel like I'm good enough to like mm. really be her friend. Wow. Well, we've t- it's interesting. Thank you for sharing that here. I mean, we- we've kind of talked, touched on that Oh, we have. It's been it's come up a few times, especially when we've been at those those retreats where we've taught together. Um, yeah, we've talked about the desire that I have, the longing, or that we each share. And and you've talked about this, like you're keeping yourself kind of at, at a distance, you know. The it's been a cycle, and what. I honestly just always saw it as okay like Meredith is resistant you know it's it's fine like give her her space um but recently just this week actually I was talking with a friend about my side of uh of things and dynamics like that yeah and so it's some it's something that's very fresh in my my head this pattern that I have of if I see that somebody's like keeping themselves at a distance or not making that much effort, even if I really want to connect with them, I'm like, whatever, like, it's fine. Like, I am not going to try because it's too, it's so vulnerable to like reach out, extend myself and then not be met with 
the response that I want is to do it repetitively so I just go into this like whatever Mm -hmm. thing like and then I see you you're like like, you've got all these other friends that you do hang out with so (laughs) I see it on Facebook but like it's it's fine like we'll meet like once a year like we do and that's good but and we'll talk about it and then and then, and then, and then not do it exactly and not do anything about it again <laughs> so it's like we both perpetuate the pattern totally connection totally. it's not just you I know I know and then I was noticing myself because recently you were in Austin and I saw that you're watching Bart which is Ellie's dog and I'm guessing you were like staying at their place and dog sitting and I got jealous and I was like but I be there watching Bart with you oh my god that would have been so fun I'm sure I'm sure Ellie would have been I'm sure Ellie would have been so open to that idea if you had expressed your desire I know. So, you know, here I am. I'm just like, I'm calling myself out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And yeah, I would like to make more effort with you and just in my friendships in general and people Mm -hmm. who I'm like, yeah, I'd like to connect with. But I just noticed that pattern of me being like, you know, I I see you teach, I see you coach, Mm -hmm. and you're so skillful and you're brilliant and you bring so much wisdom to the table. And there's that part of me that's like, oh my God, I'm not that good yet. You know, like, how am I going to connect or am I going to say something that's smart enough? And I'm so sick of that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The comparison and diminishing of yourself. I mean, I ha- I've, I've definitely had that in my own and still it comes up in my own way. So I get it. Yeah. I am flattered, but also like, girl, no. I know. Enough of that bullshit. Enough. The feeling is so fucking mutual. Okay. About like your awesomeness. You have a very different flavor, you know, Yeah. Than, but I see the power of your flavor and, and what you transmit and bring like and I'm here for it yeah obviously we want to talk about our desire for friendship every year for eight years I know just like beating this dead horse and like maybe someday you know and I'm like no and yeah I think part of reaching out and like inviting you on the podcast is being like oh yeah this is this is a beautiful way to connect and like Mm -hmm. let's see you know like what what happens from here (laughs) I love the invitation and the possibility (laughs) possibility yeah I love it so I know you've been on a journey and because I always think about you know guests before they come on and I invite people when I like feel them in my field and I'm inspired by them and they're up to serving love and living as love on the planet which I know you know that's what you're here doing and Mm -hmm. Something that really inspires me about you in particular is how I see that you have become this like queen of death and rebirth, like over and over and over and over and over again. And I'm always just like, there she goes again. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm just like constantly, I feel like reinventing and like Mm -hmm. being reborn into something new and like, you know, getting like letting go of these things that maybe are really amazing, but you're like, Mm, it's not the full thing. Like I've seen you do that with relationships there. You love somebody so much and, but it's like not all the way it. And you're just like, all right, I'm still getting out. I'm doing it. So yeah, I'm just so inspired by that. And I'm wondering if you could <laughs> speak to that part of you. Oh, just, just speak to that little thing. Um, that little thing that you <laughs> gosh, it's, it's something I've come to accept more about myself because it definitely, I felt like 
know, more of a curse than a blessing at times, but I really do see the power of this aspect of myself. Like I can't, like I have such an ability to feel for the truth in my body, you know, for what's aligned mm-hmm. for me. And it's hard because so many things, like you said, come close to like they like even externally will have will be like meeting the checklist yeah whether it's a man or the home or what have you and something's off and I can just feel it in my body in my being and I can't pretend otherwise Mm. and it's really hard because then it leaves me at times with well these this you know act of needing to relinquish what I have and go step into the periods of just unknown like I'm in right now like I I don't know where I am gonna live I don't have a home right now I'm in this nomadic period of just following this call uh, to leave LA where I was living for a year and a half and I had an amazing home in community and sisterhood and I left it because it, it was just complete and it wasn't aligned anymore and nothing bad happened at all it was just like okay this is no longer it you need to LA is no longer it this home's no longer it you need to go and and find where it is but it's not easy people think this is a fun adventure I'm nomadic right now it's not really in my preferences and this is the thing of like surrendering and constantly to, to what's actually true versus what I want I could so just settle for what looks good, what is almost a fit, but instead I surrender to what is true, even if it's not in my preferences, like right now to be nomadic and homeless. I mean, homeless is such a strong word, but like, I don't have a base, you know, and I love stability. I love being grounded. Traveling a lot is hard. Like I'm not fucking 22. I did that. I traveled the world for two years. It was amazing, but I am not that anymore. Like I want a family. I want a life partner. And right now I'm nomadic. It's not in my preferences, but I'm doing it. And I have to constantly trust. It requires such a deep trust in myself and in something bigger that's guiding me to, to let go. So yeah, it's, uh, it's not easy, <laughs> but it always, it, you know, leads me mm-hmm. to the next right, even more amazing thing. I've oh. seen that when I let go of the person that's almost it, but not quite the next relationship that comes in so much more epic, nourishing, beautiful with my home. Same thing. I had a rent stabilized apartment in New York city, three bedroom really had it <laughs> in a cool neighborhood. It's like an apartment that I had like, for like 10 years with roommates at first. And then it was just mine for freaking $1,600, like unheard of. Huh. And I let that go during the pandemic just was and it was a nice apartment wasn't right for me to have anymore I could just feel spirit saying no this is not aligned and actually you know I I ignored that voice for that whisper for a while so <laughs> but I let it go and then eventually it was a process of 
following some other breadcrumbs, I landed on this incredible community home. Incredible. So much more nourishing than what I could have imagined. But it wouldn't have happened if I didn't let go of the thing that on paper looked so good and made so much sense. But wasn't it? And I'm in that right now with partnership, having let go of a man, like people, a woman, I was in New York City last week and a woman who followed, who I know from Landmark Forum and um, follows me on social. She stopped me and she's like, oh my God, I follow you. It's so good to see you. Like, like, ask me all these questions. And one of the things she says, like, your ex-partner, like, why do you guys leave each other? Looks so amazing. Like, why did you break up? And I'm like, no, it just wasn't aligned. It was just still so hard for me to say because that was the, one of the deepest loves I've I've ever experienced. But wasn't it? And so I'm in that period right now of singlehood, just having let go of something so amazing, almost it, not but not, and waiting for hopefully the the hopefully the next one is really it because <laughs> I'm done. Both. <laughs> please <laughs> I, I I okay I'm not done I'll I'm such I'm a woman of surrender I will keep doing what I need to do you know if the next one is the one that's leading me to my person great but god I pray <laughs> no more I pray that there's no more growth opportunities and lessons on the way to my partner I just hope that my partner is next and inside of that relationship will be all the growth opportunities that I need okay that's <laughs> it I'm done <laughs> yeah I'm done yeah. um I can say more too about actually like that's what I spoke to was more about surrendering and listening to the voice and and like following what's true which is an unconventional life you know oh my god um, I know I know you know because you live <laughs> like this so you're, you're doing yeah. And I, and I think people look at, you know, they see social media and they're like, wow, you're just so brave and you just do it and you just go and it's so easy for you. And, and, and you're like, no, this no. takes courage and so much backing by the people in my life. Like I guarantee you're not doing alone and you're probably, you know, needing support and, Constantly. Yeah. And also just honoring like how much work it took you to get to this point where you're like, okay, this is close, but it's not all the way. And I have to keep going. Cause if I don't, it's not true. And like my soul will literally die if I, yes. don't, if I don't, you know, and that's it. So I'm willing to let things die in my life that are not aligned because I know that if I don't, I will die. Yes. Not like necessarily literally, oh. but but emotionally or spiritually, like you just said, like parts of my soul will like shrivel and I've experienced it. I, one of my previous relationships, not the last one, but what, uh, I won't say which one, but a prior relationship (laughs) I stayed in for like way longer than it was true for me to do. And I suffered so much. Like my, my, I became depressed for the first time in my life and I didn't know why, you know, for a while I lost so much weight. My hormones got all messed up. Like I had suicidal, you know, ideation along with the depression. I was like, 
this is random why is this happening and it's like <laughs> oh oh yeah I have been ignoring this call from my soul from my heart for so long and then like forcing myself to stay in something to keep my body my heart open to someone that is good person but not it that like that consumes your life force it consumed my life force my energy just sucked it out of me and I've seen it when I was in photography I I used to be a fashion photographer amazing glamorous so cool but it wasn't for me and I developed so many health issues as a result like my body was just rejecting this like I and I think so many people live like this and, and have all these mysterious um conditions you know health issues or mm-hmm. or like low level depression and they just think it's like normal but it's because their lives are unaligned they haven't been listening yeah to the call of their mm-hmm. souls yeah and I'm not I'm no longer willing to do that yeah yeah, yeah I'm so there with you and it is still terrifying. I mean, I don't know about you. I mean, this happened for me the other day. I'm like relaunching this new kind of version of my business and how I want to serve and coach and teach and all these things. And oh my God, every new time it's like more and more vulnerable. And you're like, oh my God, I feel like I could die, like making this post. Or I feel like I am like, you know, all the sleepless nights over like, oh my God, I I can't live in Santa Cruz anymore, but I I cannot, you know, that's terrifying to leave. And oh my God, what will happen? And all of these thoughts, but not doing it is so much more painful. That part that fucking part yeah what you said about people seeing it on social media and thinking it's so it's easy for us it's like no no we're just willing to walk through the fire yeah discomfort okay yeah maybe we have courage but the courage that I have that you have I can speak for myself but I, I know it's the same for you is only has only been uh developed as a result of all the risks that we've been willing to take like I did so many of these things and still do them like you know, with lots of fear in tow. I still <laughs> did like so much overwhelming since not overwhelming because my body, thankfully with all the practice, right. Has a capacity to hold that discomfort, but it's, it, let's call it intense sensation. I still there. It's still there. It's not easy. The mm-hmm. thoughts, the fears, the what ifs, yeah. you know, the, all of that still there, not easy. And because of who we are, the skills that we practice, we're able to do it. Oh, God. And I really want this for everyone. <laughs> I want this for everyone. I'm like, please, like, oh, yeah. And speaking to the health issues, like, I see so many people in my life and, you know, women who are our age and they have all of these issues with their hormones and their periods and they're not getting them or they're getting them so much or, you know, and no doctor can tell them what's going on. And I'm not saying this is the solve all but I bet you (laughs) that maybe like 90% of the time, if you shift into trusting your wisdom and stepping into alignment, that those things will heal themselves. (laughs) Yeah. I really see it as, you know, it's, it's a both and like physical and emotional go hand in hand. We can't do one without the other. So yeah. Take the herbs, take the supplements, like do the diet changes, you know, yeah. get the sunlight. There's, you know, I, I'm after photography, I got into holistic nutrition, so I can give you a lot of like 
you know, uh, protocols and, and uh, tips for how to help your body heal and do, do all those things, but also look at the other aspects like your, in Chinese medicine, they know this, your organs are connected with different emotions. The liver is one that most people know, right? Connected with anger, resentment, and liver filters out toxins and, and actually filters your hormones too. And if it's not functioning properly, right? All that has a cascade effect in the body. And so of course it's like, there might be a physical reason for why you have, let's continue with the hormone track while you have a hormone imbalance. Why did it get to that level in the first place, that imbalance? What are you, what created the strain on your liver so that it's not able to do its job? Maybe we're exposed to some chemicals or metals or whatever. And maybe there's also some backed up resentment. <laughs> maybe. Some grief. <laughs> I have had, I've had so many experiences. Like I, I, I I'm pointing right now and have my hand on my um, armpit where like my armpits swell. And I like not mostly where I could just feel it, you know, like the swelling of fluid from my lymph underneath. And, you know, I do lymphatic massage. I've taken, uh, herbs and homeopathics for helping move that and you know done rebounding all the things that help with that and what I found is that nine times out of ten for me when this stagnation this like fluid buildup happens is because there's backed up grief in my body that those tears aren't moving mm. and so that fluid is just like stuck in my body and then it's manifested into a health issue and as soon as I get in touch with the emotion that I've buried, which I'm proud it happens less now because I'm way more in tune with my emotions, but still happens once in a while. Oh, wow. That all, like all of that starts moving or the things that I've been supplementing with actually start working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can go on and on and on. I've had thyroid issues, gut issues, thyroid issues because I wasn't speaking my truth, gut issues because I was burying, swallowing my feelings my pain, my past, like I had so much shit with my health yeah. due to emotional components. And I, but I had to do both nutrition and emotional mm-hmm. healing <clears throat> to actually be able to clear things. Last year I had Lyme and it was such a spiritual experience and emotional experience of uncovering trauma that was buried in my body and being able to like, and how it was connected with the Lyme flare up. Cause I had Lyme in my twenties. It, it flared up again um, last year. And I, I saw why mm-hmm. it was connected with some buried stuff that it was time to process and feel. Yeah. You were really going through it and it, was, it was hardcore. I would mm-hmm. not wish that on anyone, but what I got, the downloads I got through that were out of this world and the healing that I got through that. Cause some, memories that I'd had on basically I had PTSD from some violent incidents in my childhood that would just like flash in my head at times or I would dream about and yeah it was it was a lot for my body for my nervous system I was able to clear those release those as I was doing um, the detox from Lyme but I was also doing somatic 
work at the same time, doing a lot of emotional release and inner child work, and actually a lot of mushrooms at the same time, like psychedelic Ooh. mushrooms that guided me. Yeah. That showed me, oh, this is why this is flaring up. This is a, 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 this is the connection to the stuff that's stored in your body. Do this with your inner child. Do this exercise. Um, that showed me the interwovenness of it all and what I needed to do. Yeah, this is so beautiful. And as you're saying this, I'm just like getting this vision in my mind of you. And like, you know, you're talking about how you're moving into now working with people around their health. And and I'm just, I'm like, whoo, I'm seeing this like this body of work that you're creating in its fullness mm. you know where it's like you are an incredible coach you have so much knowledge in the world of health like you've studied that you have so much knowledge in the world of uh like medicine work and how potent and powerful it is and when you're combining them all I was just like whoa I'm just like really feeling you like oh whoa <laughs> like yes <laughs> Thank you. I <laughs> so received that reflection and it's exactly what I've been thinking about lately. Like what I want to create is something that brings these together, the the emotional healing work of, of somatic work and coaching and parts work, inner child work, all that stuff, along with the physical healing. Because I personally, like I think some people can have healing just doing the emotional nervous system you know trauma healing but I think sometimes the body has gotten to a certain it also needs support I'll just say that and so combining that in the nutrition the detox the nourishment because it's not just detox like we gotta nourish we gotta mineralize we gotta like eat for your hormones all these things uh along with the spiritual because for me a spiritual like that's plant medicine and like relationship with God has been such a big factor in my healing Oh my God, tell me about your relationship with God. <laughs> I love how you say that so sweetly, how you ask me that. <laughs> Hello, when anybody says that, I'm like, God, tell me. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I think you have a, well, I can tell you about me, but it, you have a, a strong relationship with God too, right? You wrote a post, a yeah. post about it now. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's something that I've always had. Mm-hmm. And what but not to this level like I have always since I was a child felt so I was raised Catholic but I was not about it okay like I hated church I thought it was annoying I hated going to like religion school once a week it was it was on Wednesdays not on Sunday but it was essentially the same thing I hated all of it (laughs) and um CCD whatever you call it (laughs) yes Yes. what was it called damn I don't even remember but yes (laughs) that Okay. You, did you go to that too? Did you? I sure did. <laughs> uh, you should see the pictures of me at my comedian with the little veil. I was so. Oh my annoyed. god! I need a picture. Maybe that can be like the photo. On the no, cover. my face though. My face was like pissed off. Okay, I was like, <laughs> "Why are we doing this?" Oh my god. Um. So I'm not about religion, but I I have memories of like having these prayer books and like the stories of Jesus and just feeling like so connected I mean look Jesus like Buddha all these teachers like they're incredible teachers of love they serve love okay so I felt a a deep connection to that um and to God through that but I also resented God a lot of my life because of the circumstances I grew up in the childhood that I had abuse the trauma the violence that I went through 
I was just like, I know God is real, but why is he making me suffer through all of this? I had a lot of resentment. So I always had a relationship with God. It wasn't always good. (laughs) Uh, And it wasn't until during the pandemic when I broke up with the, I finally ended that relationship that I stayed in for too long and ended some other relationships with like a mentor and a, a, a friend all relationships that were really unaligned were really not healthy for me uh, that I had a, like a coming to God moment. And it, because basically I didn't end all of those relationships. Some of them blew up. So that's, that's actually the vulnerable truth. Like they, like I was just clinging on for way too long and ignoring the, the guidance to leave like the voice and so they blew up. That's what happens when we don't listen to the truth. Like it will whisper at first, it will then knock, then it will like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it will basically blow up, you know, eventually if you're not listening, like to try to get your attention. Anyway, I felt abandoned. Like I, my abandonment wound was deeply triggered. So I went on this deep healing journey. I moved to Mexico. I did like a ton of plant medicine, like mostly ayahuasca and a lot of somatic work and a lot of work with with god where because i was in 12 step i still am i'm in this program called aca do you know it 12 step yeah 12 step yeah so aca for those who yeah i I love aca it's the best (laughs) my opinion okay it is the best program (laughs) of all the programs because it is the root it's focusing on the root of everything so aca is adult children of alcoholics and dysfunctional families yep. so you don't have to come from an alcoholic home you just have to come from a dysfunctional home which like who who doesn't who doesn't have that? <laughs> most people i won't say all but most and and that program i was already in it but i really like committed during the pandemic that program is all about healing the the core of your um your your dysfunction like your your negative patterning your limiting self-beliefs all of that and so anyway I went all the way into that program and when you're in 12 step as you know Meredith you know like you gotta look at your relationship with your higher power <laughs> you gotta, oh my god that's where I met God too <laughs> that's like that's where I just that's where I really developed my relationship with, with God but for a few months it was like I was pissed yeah I was really pissed that God let out all my resentment both from my childhood but at first it was actually for the relationship stuff I was like really angry that you know I had tried so hard given so much and couldn't make it work yeah. it's like no matter what you try you can't fit what is the saying you can't fit a like a round square peg, peg square peg in a round hole <laughs> or a round peg in a square hole whatever, <laughs> whatever the saying know. is you know yeah. what I'm saying yeah <laughs> no matter what she tries and I was really trying and I was pissed and rather than look at me I'm like god why don't I ever get what I want and uh-huh. all the things why am I cursed and why do I choose people that are like this and all that anyway after I cleared that resentment which was a months-long process they were splitting space and I started to look at well how, what who is God to me and what do I want out of my relationship with God because really I had to look at my powerlessness first mm-hmm. like I am not all powerful I cannot force things that are unaligned to be aligned. I cannot, like, as much as you might believe in, I might believe in manifestation, which 
whatever as much as people might believe in that like you know I can't just snap my fingers and make the world a peaceful place and end hunger and make everybody fucking happy and like there's so much more I would do I can't make everybody take ayahuasca and heal all their trauma (laughs) so I had to admit my powerlessness and if I'm powerless over you know like to, to an extent then I have to surrender into something bigger than me that is more powerful than me there was just no other nothing left to do but Mm. to do that and so anyway I cultivated my relationship with God through that it's like what is God to me God is who helped me survive my my painful childhood God is the one that that led me to this path of healing God is the one that led me to Mexico to do the plant medicines like God is the whisperer who was who's telling me to get out of that relationship but I wasn't listening god oh god was always there actually yeah. I was just trying to be more powerful than god you know and and yeah that was like a, a whole 180 for me yeah like putting my hands in in my my life in god's hands mm-hmm. and and for me it's like god is the whisper like that's how I relate to god mm-hmm. it's like that voice of truth that moves through me that guides me to do things that are not necessarily in my preferences that's god guiding me to something bigger to love to something more aligned with love oh my goodness ah you're making me want to get to a meeting (laughs) it's so perfect that it went here because just yesterday i was like middle fingers up to god and i was like why aren't you doing everything i want you to do when i want you to do it you're punishing me like you know the you know how it goes yes. <laughs> and i and i need the reminder often <laughs> oh, i know i know it's so funny though the way that you know you see it when you're seeing it and the way that i see it too sometimes it's like oh god why aren't you serving me yeah why aren't you serving my <laughs> ego and it's like wait no we're here to serve it and yeah. it, not even this white man with a beard in the sky this like yeah. higher force that of love yeah truth yeah we want something for our soul not for our minds not for our comfort not for our immediate temporary satisfaction and pleasure but for <laughs> our deepest like yeah. soul aligned growth and truth ah, yep <laughs> preach i'm like feel like i'm at church right now <laughs> thank you for that I you're really so welcome can. i'm saying it for myself too too okay we have to remind myself we are yeah. here to serve it yes yeah and i mean it's so easy to twist it around you know when we're in our small mind and oh i don't have the partner and i don't know where i'm gonna do that blah like i don't know what i'm doing you know and it's like actually when we listen you're right like god is always there like god is like does it it's like comes through us through our desires you mm-hmm. know it's like mm-hmm. uh, uh yeah remember remember to remember this is so perfect actually because I mentioned to you right before we started recording that I just was in New York and had this family like massive family healing yeah. this is so connected I, I want to share about this yes um I've had so this thing around us being here to serve it let's yeah. call it God or truth <laughs> or love or whatever you want to call it I have had this experience in my family where it's like, I'm the one who sees, you know, who sees everything that's happening. Who's who 
is willing to face it, who's willing to confront it, who's willing to, I'm the only one who names it, right? I'm, and I've been resentful for a long time. So I'm like, why me? Why me? Why me? Like, why not my parents? They're the fucking parents. Why not, you know, someone else? Why me? You know, so frustrated. And recently after this experience, during this experience that I just had with my my dad and my mom, I realized why not me? Like it shifted. It's like God has, God placed me in this family everything that I went through for a specific purpose I I, and I'm not seeing like not as this like inflated ego thing but it's like I have the fortitude I have the power I have the willingness Mm. to be the one to transform my family to help heal the lineage it's that's what my karma is that's what I've been placed here to do it's just there's there's no other way about it so humbling so humbling I mean it used to be so excruciating so frustrating and I'm like but I saw like accepting that and then moving from that I saw the real time like outcome and it is so beautiful like I had the most transformative conversations with my family in a couple days like more I and I tried in the past but I'd come from place of a lot of resentment and why do I have to do this and just anger and I came from this place of just humility and openness and willingness and for the first time like where where I brought up the the family trauma that was just unspoken about the 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 things that had happened and I confronted it and like I need to talk about this because it's it's important for me to move forward in my life I've already done so much healing but like I would love to be able to do the next level in connection with you. And because I want to have a relationship with you, mom, dad, right? I want to be able to have a deeper relationship. And this is in the way. I can't pretend that it's not. And I want to talk about this. I want to acknowledge it. I need, I would love if you validate what happened. I would love you to take responsibility. Like I'm not even angry, but I, it's just like some part of me needs this. Anyway, I, I, I just like brought it all forward. And what happened was nothing short of a miracle. Like oh. my mom. Goosebumps. Oh my God. <laughs> the way, the way my mom received me, I've never seen this before. I mean, there was always just so much defensiveness like select amnesia like selective amnesia not remembering anything that happened or that was inflicted uh just shut down total like just you know blockade and a softening an opening an ownership uh an admission an apology i've never in my life received an apology from from my mom or my parents and this was the first time that it was able to happen. And not only that, I saw my mom's inner child. Um, she told me about her childhood for the first time ever. Because I've asked and she's never been willing to talk about it. She opened in a way that she'd never had. Saw her get emotional and vulnerable with me for the first time ever. And this is all as a result of what I accepted that it is my like me being in service to this call to be the one yeah. to step 
in and do the uncomfortable thing to forgive to do all my own work because I had to do over a decade of work to be able to get to this place not okay. stop work girl of so much for, like yeah so much forgiveness before I could even forgive like just oh my god just yeah all the clearing from my own body all the inner child work all the emotional release the trauma work plant medicine has helped so much in having compassion and understanding for them as well so I've had to do a lot to get here but like this for me the way I see it is like God clearly put me in this family gave me this mission to be the one to break the cycle to not only like transform the lineage that lies ahead the children to come but to also be the one to transform my own parents provide the heal the path for healing I talked to my mom about trauma how it gets passed down I was teaching her you know and I've tried this in the past and I was coming from ego yep. before okay mm-hmm. trying to like tell her how it I'm is teacher, I know yeah. no none no. of that this time just from pure connection vulnerability a miracle happened between us and the the love that she started saying I love you to me like for- oh, has that never been no I didn't grow up with that my mom never said I love you like thanking me for that I am I'm following my mission here but wow. God has given me that love has brought me to yeah. to heal this family yeah so I forgot I don't know. There was a thread there, but oh yeah. It's about getting my own ego out of the way. Totally. Being willing to listen to the guidance mm-hmm. and not making it about what can God do for me. It's like, what am I doing for this, for God, for this energy? Right. Right. Like, and this is something I got in program too, is like, it's so not about us, <laughs> you know? And yes. <laughs> Yes. As much as we think it is, you know, yes. and I'm just, I'm going to try to articulate this in the best way I can. And I think sometimes ego, you know, those of us who want to teach and we want to heal, you know, it's like kind of sometimes our own family stuff. We could be like, but I have a bigger mission. I'm supposed to be teaching all these people out here. So you kind of like do your own healing work and then go and you're like, I'm going to teach in a room for a hundred people. And like my mission is so big. And like, actually we really miss the most powerful part, you know, as something that maybe we perceive to be small and it's like, no, actually, truly starting to be part of like healing the planet is, is like starting in these places where God sends us to, where God plants us on planet earth, you know, it's like, and it's not a small thing, Yes, (laughs) you know, because it doesn't just impact you or your family, like that ripples out, it ripples out and people feel it, you know, and it starts like this ripple effect. And I just, yeah. So thank you. Precisely. <laughs> Precisely that. It's like, start right there on the ground where you are. That is not too small. I wrote something a couple months ago and little did I know I was going to be doing this now, all these months later, but I wrote like, what if your purpose is to heal your your family's lineage like to heal the things that your parents weren't able to heal to have the things that they weren't able to have that your ancestors were not ever able to call in 
even wish for because it was impossible. Like, what if that's it? People think purpose is, like you said, this huge thing about their work, their career. If they're in the sphere, like we are a personal development, then often they think it's, it's like to help all these other people out, out there. It's like, well, what if it's right here? And I don't even mean, what if your purpose is to, like, I happen to have to be called to help my, my own parents heal. And actually, when you said it's not about us, like, it's not about me. I thought that that conversation, like, that was going to be for me, but I saw so clearly it was more for them than for me. Like the healing that, especially with my mom, more so than my, my dad had an opening, but he's done a lot of work and he's very emotionally available already. That was more for my mom than me. But besides, if it's not even about that, it's like, what if you're just meant to live as this free woman who has the ability to feel her desires in the bedroom and ask for what she wants? Like, and that's your purpose, your purpose, because you're mother your grandmother your, your ancestors were all the females in your lineage were never able to do that yeah. what if your purpose is to have a loving relationship with your children without the violence and the abuse and the the trauma that was perpetuated onto you like that's it can be that simple and like you said it is not too small yeah, yeah and i want ah. Uh... Um, more people to hear that and feel that because we put so much pressure on ourselves to make a huge impact and it's like we're missing it yes exactly we're missing it you know and it's right here every day you know with like the people that we pass at the grocery store or you know and that's just as that's just as big a deal you know and Oh gosh. <laughs> it, it reminds me. I don't know is I don't know who it is. One uh, one of the writers, I don't know if it's Elizabeth Gilbert or Brene Brown, someone um talks about like getting on the bus every day and just like talking with the people on the bus and having like really curious conversations like that's a part of her life's work. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I so resonate with that. And I think that's part of why I'm like, where I live doesn't work for me because there Mm -hmm. isn't so many opportunities for that. Cause there's just Mm -hmm. not really people out and about, you know, like doing Mm -hmm. the things and I can Mm -hmm. feel my soul's call, like to be that even just, you know, walking down a city street in Brooklyn and, you know, even just having a a moment of contact with somebody, it's like, I miss that, you know, Mm -hmm. I yearn for that. Um, totally tangential, but came through as you were talking about, you know, this anshot. I mean, you know, there's always more work to go, but, but I was, I've never felt the call to do ayahuasca. And as you said it, I was like, oh, it's time. And I was like, oh, Ooh, <laughs> I just got chills. <laughs> Not a right. moment. I've always been like, I may never, I may never, I may never want to, I may never need to. And as you said, I was like, oh yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> wow. I, wow, I feel a little emotional. That is gorgeous. What do you think you, how do you feel like it's time just right now in this moment? Oh, hmm. yeah, there's, um, as you were, we were talking about, you know, I've done a lot of work with my, with my ancestors and my lineage and, um, but there was something that I just felt in my body, as you said it, I was like, oh, there's, there's even a deeper root that hasn't been touched yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious about what that is. And, I, and just that feeling of, you know, 
I have been a sober Sally in all of my work. Like I really haven't gotten into medicine work. I've done everything from, you know, being, and that's what my system is needed to feel Mm -hmm. safe and grounded and, you know, and, um, yeah, to build safety in my system. And I just, in that moment, I was like, I have so much safety in my own being at this point mm-hmm. in my, like, like I literally am trust. It's not even a something I do anymore. I just am it and love that. And I am safety. And so, yeah, it feels like it's time. And so we'll see, maybe that's something that you and I will talk about. <laughs> like, that is gorgeous. I can definitely give you some amazing recommendations. I don't have my my retreats right now. You know, I was doing ayahuasca retreats with my amazing shaman in Mexico with somatic work, but I, I don't have anything planned now. But I can I can give you some good recommendations, or we can talk about it. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it after. It's, but I just, whoo, yeah, to feel that come through, I could just. That's big. Oh, there's even more to look at here. It's, so, it's such a beautiful medicine. It just really connects you with the divine and with the truth and whatever you need to see let's say like whatever you need to see she shows you mm-hmm. I've been working more with mushrooms in the last year I, I used to work with them predominantly and then got really into ayahuasca and, and now it's mushrooms again and that's a whole other journey but all of the well, what I'll say is that ayahuasca really helped me heal the resentment and the stuff that I had in my maternal lineage toward Mm. my mom and the stuff that had been passed down self-worth and stuff with men Mm. that's it I was like you felt that I was like you know Mm -hmm. I thought I had done it all but there's clearly still more because there's still some things I'm doing (laughs) and PSA for anybody listening it wasn't just the medicine then I had to go integrate that shit do like the coaching the somatic work the practices all the things to actually like live it but it showed me so much and helped me purge so much of the stuff that was stored in my body surrounding that uh, so yeah I could see that for you That's, oh my god uh, maybe it's with you <laughs> oh my god maybe I'm I gotta host another <laughs> retreat <laughs> this is the inspiration. so this is my desire is for you to have another retreat <laughs> I love this <laughs> I love this. Wow. So I feel so much heat in my body. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, yeah, I've just oh, been like, good. Okay. This is, this is bringing stuff up. I've just been like in a really like just slow, simple period with my work, like just focusing on one on one. Like I pulled back from any group stuff. Like I've just needed to simplify for a while to see like what actually wants to come through next what's aligned I've been thinking a lot about the fusion of, of the things we talked about you know nutrition with yeah. somatic with with uh, spiritual but nothing's like called yet uh-huh. you know I do respond to desire and what's I'm like, true oh, God, now I'm, I'm like seeing a whole retreat for you it's like <laughs> there's medicine work and there's ancestral work and there's nutrition and there's like <laughs> That, that, that retreat would have to be like six months long but I know, I know. <laughs> you know it's funny though I was thinking my mom wants to do ayahuasca now we, we had that conversation and um I told one of my I told several friends but I told one of my friends about it and she was like oh my god I want to 
do ayahuasca with my mom now too and I was like I know I was thinking what if we did what if daughter? Was, yes a mother-daughter ayahuasca retreat that's what I was oh thinking like ancestral lineage healing for mother-daughter some work right there <laughs> if you can hold that you're like the master of all I, just... I, I feel like I can hold it we'll, 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 we'll keep I gotta keep listening you know okay cool cool, cool. all cool. right I'm just yeah I love when that comes through amazing well yeah I know you said now you're starting to like what is your work now tell us because I feel like you know I've watched you move through different iterations and I don't even know what it's like right now so tell us yeah, I mean, so so mostly I'm I'm doing uh, one-on-one somatic like based uh, coaching work. Mm-hmm. Um, I I mean, I work with all kinds of people, but most of my clients are women. Mm-hmm. And let's see, I mean, I I'm so bad at sharing like the the one-liner. Oh my god, me too. I'm always is... like, how am I gonna say this in a in an elevator pitch? <laughs> Sounds succinct and brilliant and all yeah. the things. You know, but I really it's about empowering women to open to open to life to live their soul aligned lives everything that we talked about in this episode how how do i support them in opening well how do i help them in feeling safe and trusting as you said Mm -hmm. right it's clearing out all the things that are in the way of feeling safe it's a distrust. It's a disbelief in themselves. It's all the, the, the pain and the trauma that they carry from their own lives. And that's been passed down. But I do a lot of work to help unravel and clear that's stored, buried. Mostly a lot of the women I work with, it's like the lack of self-worth and lack of self-trust. Mm-hmm. But they can, yeah, they can open, get out of their heads and into their bodies and into their power and live a desire-led life. Mm. That's the essence, you know, and, yeah. and a lot of it, you know, it's, it's about really learning to love themselves and see that they are worthy mm-hmm. of having that. They were born worthy. Yeah. Ah, oh, so gorgeous. Yay. Thank oh my God. That went by so fast. We've been talking about Just hang, hanging out. Just hanging. About- <laughs> Just I it. like it. So what happens when we talk about God, love and God. truth, and desire, and oh, so good! I so enjoyed that with you today. Thank you so much. Thank you. This is so much fun. Yeah, we're gonna link everything in the show notes to where you can find Janira. Mm-hmm. You can work with her. Um. And yeah, stay tuned for more. I'm so excited to see, you know, like what comes next for you. (laughs) Thank you. Me too. (laughs) Always a surprise. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. Okay. Until next time, Serving Love. I love you all. Thank you for listening to Serving Love Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please share with your friends. You can find me in social media as Meredith Lynn. Until next time, I wish you lots of love.